0: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
1: Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I messed up. Uh, I messed up last week. And it was bound to happen, you know, I hate to say it's not the first time that I've actually put the wrong title on a wrong video. And that's what I did on this podcast last week. I believe it was called Girls With Daddy Issues. And what happened? Well, let me explain. explain. Because then I started reading these comments below the last podcast. And they were like, hey, I don't think you talked about girls with daddy issues. I liked the podcast, but I didn't hear you talk about girls with daddy issues at all you're right. You're right. And then Amber came to me and she was like, Hey babe, I think you said the wrong title. Um, I've done that on the Smiths on my other, my family YouTube channel. I've, I've put one thumbnail on and then said the wrong title because I had two videos going on in my brain. So Bernie was my guest the last two weeks. And I didn't do an intro like I'm doing right now for today's podcast in the same sitting as when I was with Bernie. So As I was thinking about, okay, I got to intro this podcast. I got to talk about it. So I pulled up my phone and I pulled up Dropbox, Dropbox that I had uploaded the content to. And I started scrolling through to remember what I talked about. And I heard me talking about daddy issues. And it just so happened to be the podcast before the last podcast. So I didn't realize that, ran with it, did the intro, talked about it, did the thumbnail, did the title. It was an honest, honest mistake. So I hope you guys forgive me. Um, I'm doing this intro right now in the same moment that I'm actually doing the actual podcast. So I'm not going to mess this up. And I've got uh, some really good questions. I got I got questions that I love answering because it feels like uh, it, it feels like a good way to bounce off an idea, and it just kind of go back and forth on a on a good, solid life issue. And I'm not going to tell you—I'm not always going to give you the right answer. I'm just going to give you my opinion, and I'm going to reference stories from my life and and apply that as if it was something happening to me or a friend. That's what I'm going to do. You could email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com and ask me anything. I've been organizing your questions in folders, and I've been, as this podcast has gone on and on and on, I've started titling the different folders. That's like, this music questions, light questions, heavy questions, amber questions, God questions, brother questions. So uh, I've been kind of organizing as I see them come in. I'll throw, oh, that's a God question. Uh, that's a music question. So uh, it makes it easier for then for me to scroll and and build. The content for you guys. And as always, thank you for listening to this content. Um, thank you for engaging in something like a long form podcast, because that that builds a relationship with me and you wherever you are, whether you're an over the road trucker right now, maybe you're cruising down the road in your big rig, shout out to you. Maybe you're in your tractor in the Midwest. Maybe you're you're driving your Mercedes to your high rise office building in Detroit. I don't know where you are, but I just think it's really cool uh, that there's all kinds of ages, all kinds of personalities, all kinds of countries that are listening. And I'm grateful for it all because that, that allows me to draw in closer with you so you feel like you know me. And if you feel like you know me, that makes it, it easier for me to make videos uh, because then I could see your comments and then we could all get along. And as soon as touring starts, I could see you back again in person at a meet and greet, which is what I really want. Uh, I really want this podcast to be able to move back in Wildflower, my bus, and uh, sit there and talk talk in the parking lot of a venue like I used to in the old days. Meanwhile, I'm here at the Yigi Farm, Granger Smith Podcast, episode 69. Here we go. could ask me anything you want. Just email podcast at gmail.com. I see all kinds of stuff, all kinds of questions, all different topics. And I know the way that this podcast has evolved is been me answering them off the cuff without rehearsing or taking notes or having books to reference. Because I kind of wanted to, for a couple of reasons, wanted to remain where it's like me and you in the truck, driving along, hey, I'm gonna bounce something off you. Something's going on in my life, or some good news I have. Uh, you, just a normal conversation with friends. It's kind of how I want this podcast to be. One of the reasons I like that is because it allows me to just flip this co- this podcast out every Monday, every Monday morning, and I don't have to. I don't have to get into a busy week of my work and think, oh no, I forgot to draw out an outline for a podcast topic. You guys give me the topic. And that allows me to continue to pump out the, the podcast episodes and not feel the burden. And so that allows me sometimes to, Hey, I got some extra time. I'm not, I'm going to write out this outline or I have some extra time. I'm going to have this, this guest come in. that has got an amazing story, or I'm going to tell a story. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to jump on some of these questions right here. This question comes from Travis from Tacoma, Washington. Shout out to Washington State. It's one of the many places that I have desperately missed from touring. Fans are ravenous and amazing in, in Washington. So shout out to Washington State. It says Hey, Granger, I met you in Seattle at your concert last December before COVID happened. And I had the time of my life. I did too, brother. It was so fun. Uh, your music has changed my life in so many ways. Thank you for everything you do as a music artist and an entertainer. I appreciate you, Travis. And it says, my question is that if I have a monthly subscription to Apple Music, do you get anything if I add and listen to your music on Apple Music? Thanks again. Yeah, good question, Travis. And a couple answers quickly here. It is monetarily. I do not get any of your money from Apple music subscription. There, there are ways that that royalty pays out and it's fractions of pennies. And so I'm part of a record label and my record label, the way that it works, we have a, a really good deal structure. I keep, most of my content, the label keeps music streaming and purchases until my album and all my bills are paid for, and then we split it after that. So it works out great because they can essentially work for as like a bank to me, and I can get a big loan and go to all the studios and hire musicians and artwork and pictures and music videos like we're about to go uh, tomorrow and shoot a really nice music video that cost a lot of money. And I don't have to pay for it at all, because the, the record label will front that. So that is a huge blessing when it comes to that. Now, when it like touring, I get to keep all that and pay my guys. So that's where the majority of my income comes from. So I don't worry too much about things like Apple Music. It is fractions that do go to my record label. So that being said, that is more for you Travis and and your entertainment. I don't I'm not a member of Apple Music. I don't know how much that cost. But um to me it is worth it for you to be able to have access to every song in the world as opposed to needing to drive to Walmart because you love a song and then you're searching through. I just think it's a better system. Yes, artists don't get paid as much. I don't care. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a better system to have music widely, widely listened to and available to anyone. Because that just helps everybody, right? You would think. What it does do to me, Travis, is when you do add and listen to my music on Apple Music, it increases the spins and the plays and the impressions on my profile and on that particular song that you're listening to or album. When that happens, the stock, my stock, rises within Apple Music, it squeaks over into Spotify and Pandora and all the other streaming services. And they they say, you know, they're trying to run a business. What they want is they want people going like you and subscribing to their services. And they want you listening a lot. So they want you they want to find the music that you like. So if you like something that's similar to my song, they're going to squeak my song in there so that you listen to it more so that you stay on their subscription longer. And that helps me because then they're pushing me up at the top of the list for other people to hear. So if you've ever seen like my face on the cover of a playlist on Apple Music or Spotify or Pandora, that's a really big deal for me because that means they feel confident that by putting my face on the cover of their playlist more people will go to their playlist and stay on their subscription. And then that pushes me higher. It gets more people to hear it. The more people that hear it, the more people that want to look me up, the more people look me up, the more people will go to a concert and buy a ticket in a normal year. So yeah, so my answer, Travis, is yes, it helps me a lot. When you add my song and listen to my music, It, it helps me a lot. Just not directly from that money, if that makes sense. It's an investment, as so many things in life are. Here's another question, Kayla. Kayla is from Eustis, Florida, and this this email came in September. So, I'm sorry I'm reading it a little bit late here, but it says, "Hey, Granger, many people struggle with this." (laughs) She's talking about Eustis. How to how to say Eustis? Thanks so much for reading my email. I wonder if you or Amber ever struggle living far from home, which side note, we don't live too far from, I'm two and a half hours and Amber is two hours and 45 minutes. So we're not, we're not that far from home. She says, my husband and I are from Wisconsin and we moved to Florida six years ago and we have met some amazing people along the way. Our parents are getting older. They're in their 50s and 60s. And we feel a sense of need to move back to enjoy our time together with them. Though we will never give up what we've established here in Florida, friends, jobs, etc. Is this the right move? Oh, I'm sorry. She said, though we will give, have to give up what we've established here in Florida, friends, jobs, etc. Is this the right move? We love the Southern culture and the Midwest is cold. What do you think we should do? Thank you, Kayla. Great question. And here's my answer, as if we're sitting together in a pickup truck. The fact that you're asking me means it's on your heart. It means you've been thinking about it a lot, you and your husband. And the short answer for me is yes, you should move. Let me try to explain You will not look back 30 years from now and say, man, looking back on my life, parents are dead. I'm glad we stayed in Florida with our good jobs and friends and weren't there when our parents died. I don't think you're going to say that. I think it's more likely for you to say, you know what, looking back on our life, We made a decision to move back to Ohio and I'm sorry, Wisconsin. I get my my Midwest mixed up. We decided to move back to Wisconsin to be with our parents. And then we were with them uh, as they got older, we were able to help them out and transition uh, into their older age. Maybe it was a nursing home or whatever. And, and then we were with them when they died they passed away. We got their last wishes Um, We've got our children to be around them, to be around their grandparents. I think that's the more likely scenario, Kayla, that this is something that you would possibly have a deep regret about if you were in Florida and you lost your parents and you you felt like you didn't give the rest of your time that you could to them. Even if it's a little bit, even if it's once a week, heck, even if it's once every two weeks, you know, go have dinner with your mom. There's just something to say for that. Time is the most valuable commodity on the planet. How are you spending that time? The most precious commodity on the planet, time. And how are you spending that? Because you're not ever going to get that time back with your parents. Maybe, Maybe you have a rocky relationship with them that could be fixed up a little bit during that time. Listen, Wisconsin, you say it's cold. It is cold. And Florida's not. But Wisconsin is a beautiful place. It has great cheese. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful place in the summer. Y- you almost have to look at the positives instead of the negatives. Yeah, you're going to deal with cold, but you, you're you in a warm house and you, and you got your family close to you. I think you kind of feel this way. And I think that's why you asked the question. I kind of I think you're leaning that way anyway. And uh, you know what? You could always, later down the road, 20 years down the road, I don't know how old you are. You can always pack up and go retire back in Florida again. And you could reconnect with those friends. You could make new friends in Wisconsin. You could, you could, hey, it's a good scenario. Move to Wisconsin and then go stay with your friends that you've made in Florida. These relationships, go stay with them and enjoy the the beautiful weather in the wintertime of Wisconsin. Go spend that in Florida. That's my answer right now. I don't know the rest of your story, but that's my quick answer for you. Uh, This question is from Justin. It says, hey, Granger. my name is Justin. I'm a combat wounded vet from Iowa. uh, And I've just began to love Jesus again because of you and Amber. Thank you for helping me find my way. My question to you is this. With you being the lead singer, face of the band, image of the company, whatever you want to call it, have you ever gotten lead singer syndrome? I know that singers get a big head and think they're, everything about the band uh, which tends to cause big problems is it ever your way or the highway or do you always work together as a team thank you for your time Justin um, thank you for your service and shout out to Iowa um, a wounded combat bet from Iowa you sound like a good dude and you love Jesus <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like a good dude Um, sound like my kind of guy. You're a true American hero in the American heartland. So shout out to you, buddy. Thank you for writing in. It's a great question. I do think about it a lot. There is such thing as lead singer syndrome. I've seen it many times with friends. In the, in, how do I say this? Starting from the bottom, I know it's cliche, and growing my band and crew from the very beginning, where we all at some point were struggling in a a van or pickup truck, changing flat tires in a trailer, uh, loading gear in the cold of Wisconsin, (laughs) and hauling it into venues and playing shows to nobody, and then getting cheated by the venue and not getting paid anything and having to leave and, and trying to get a the cheapest hotel room possible, and then flipping the mattresses over where some people slept on the mattress and some people slept on the box spring. So we could fit eight people in one $19.99 hotel room, $19.99. I think that that, that really puts perspective as you start growing. And what we always try to do is just be so grateful for every day and every every new accomplishment with the band and it's hard i think to get a big head about that when you know where you came from it's hard to it's hard to see some big success and think it's all about you when you and your boys made this happen in Amarillo Texas when it was snowing and you you're spinning tires in the van backing up to a rusty venue door and no one's there, but a bartender, you know, paying your dues. That's what they say. And, and I paid my dues with my boys, not by myself. What I do to put in place in our crew so that that we don't have a potential of that happening is I keep the same guys around and I trust them. And they're also my friends And they keep me accountable. And we've done this long enough now that I don't threaten anyone with firing them. I don't say, I have a long time ago, but I don't anymore say, you do that again, you're fired. Because as you said, it's my way or the highway. It's funny that as I'm saying, I look down to my monitor engineer, text me, Will, I don't threaten them with firing them. I try to always listen because if they, if they're, if say they messed up, maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe, don't, maybe need to work on it together. You know, maybe it's something we need to sit down. you you messed up, man. You're having a bad day. I'm disappointed. Let's talk this out. Instead of using, um, instead of using a threat, like, man, I'll fill your shoes in a heartbeat, fill your bunk. So I don't do that. And I also actively tell my guys, Hey, if you see me doing something out of line or acting out of arrogance, call me out. Call me out on it. And I'm going to listen to you. And having this approach doesn't make things all warm and fuzzy. It, cre- it does create problems when when guys will look at me and go, hey, Granger, screw you, man. You're wrong. And there is something inside of me that don't say those specific words, but in some form, they say that to me, it hurts deep down. And and there's this little voice inside that goes, I'm the man, I'm going to fire you. And I got to go, nope. No, I'm not. (laughs) We're a team. And if you got a problem with me, then maybe there's something I need to look at in myself. Maybe there's something internally I need to look and dig deep and figure out what am I doing That is causing you to react that way because we got to all be responsible for ourselves. It all starts with us, ourselves. If you're having a problem with somebody, have you looked at yourself first? That's where you got to, you're not going to change that person. It's impossible. You're not going to convince them of your way. You got to look inside and go, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing this, I'm going about this wrong, or I need to do it in a different way. Maybe it's not even wrong. So, does that make sense? I, I just, I mean, my brother is my manager. My best friend for 23 years is my tour manager. Every other band member has been with me for 10 years. So they know me, you know, like they know me. They know everything about me. And there's nothing I could hide from them and there's nothing they can hide from me. So we're a band of brothers, truly, essentially we're a brand of brothers because I have both my brothers work here at Yigi Apparel with me. As you as you heard me say, with me, not for me, not under me, with me. My my band they work with me, not under me, not beneath me. My show doesn't doesn't sound right if there's not drums, and I don't play those. My show doesn't sound right if there's not a or doesn't look right if there's not lights, and I don't run those. Sean does so. Um, if, as long as I keep those people around me and, and don't get this Elvis syndrome where you feel like you got to fire everybody and then hire yes men, that's the biggest danger that you're talking about, Justin, that you've seen. Elvis is like the ultimate example of that because it actually ended up being the death of him. He died because of yes men surrounding him. And no one was brave enough to say, Hey King, you probably shouldn't be taking that pill. You probably shouldn't be eating that right now. No one was brave enough to say that because he surrounded himself with yes men that just said, yeah, man, yeah, King, yeah, you do what you want to do. So, yeah, I think about it a lot. Um, dude, I think it's a great question and I appreciate you asking it. Once again, thank you for your service. You're, you're a wounded combat vet. And um, all of us listening to this podcast are indebted to you in some way, Justin. i take a quick break. Thankful to have sponsors for this podcast today. And thank you guys for listening. I'm going to take a break and talk about this because while we're so many of us are working from home, I think we're kind of seeing a lot more of our dogs. And we've noticed, Amber and I, that we have three dogs and our German short hairs smell more than our Vishla, especially Remy. He just always stinks and he's always scratching himself. <laughs> so. In comes my favorite grooming product, and this is no lie. Even though they're sponsoring this podcast, they are really awesome. It's called Scout's Honor. That's S-K-O-U-T, Scout's Honor. And uh, they're a probiotic grooming product that is scientifically proven. It's a natural solution for treating your pet's skin problems. When applied to the skin, probiotics support healthy bacteria and fight against bad bacteria that cause irritation. I don't know what any of that means, but... That's probably what's happening to Remy. That's just the scientific way to put it. Choosing from their amazing fragrances, fragrances and and they have they have some manly smells. So it's not like like frou frou smelling stuff like you find. I don't even know what that word means. It's not like roses. You could find some legit stuff that it's even good for a bachelor's dog. No one's going to look down upon this for a a macho dog. The stuff smells really good, and there's tons to choose from. With every purchase, Scouts Honor provides one day's worth of meals for a rescue animal in need. That's pretty awesome. With Scouts Honor, your pet will never look, feel, or smell better. I could vouch for that. Check out all of Scouts Honor's award-winning products today, available online or wherever pet supplies are sold. To receive 20% off your first order, go to scoutshonor.com slash Granger. Remember that's Scouts with a K. Scoutshonor.com slash Granger for 20% off your order. Scouts Honor, natural and preventative grooming solutions for your pets. This podcast is also brought to you by another sponsor that I've been using their product for a while now. It's called Athletic Greens. And I've been for a long time, making my morning shakes, get up early, I do a workout and I'll do some kind of shake. And it's usually got a scoop of protein, a banana, an apple, some something green. So I feel like I'm getting, getting uh, my vitamins because I, I can go through the day and just, and not worry about, have I eaten anything green? Cause I legitimately would just feel better if I got some green stuff in my body. Well, athletic greens, it stops you from needing to, to, to put lettuce in there or kale or whatever. You literally take this jar and you take a scoop, one scoop, and put it in your shake. But this stuff is so good that you could put it in water and it tastes great. You actually could just drink straight water in one scoop of this stuff. So this is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto or paleo or you're vegan or you're dairy-free or gluten-free. This contains less than one gram of sugar. And it still tastes amazing. So basically what that says is, it doesn't matter your lifestyle or whatever you eat. This stuff's going to do right for you, and it's going to taste good, and you're only going to get positive results. You're not going to get any any weird stomach problems from it. This stuff is is legit. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. You basically will never buy any vitamin D again. You're going to have that much. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your basis with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day so simple, tasty, and efficient. Simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash and join health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters and me around the world who make this daily commitment part of their healthy lifestyle. Again, visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Granger and get your free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. I saw this question and it intrigued me. So I decided to read it on here. I don't totally know what it means, but I'll read it for you guys. It says, hey Granger, I'm a musician like you. I recently played my first show in a long time, and instead of making money, they ended up suing me for $36,000 because I didn't play a song from start to finish, despite the fact that I thought everyone was properly entertained. I'm in quite a pickle here, and I just want to know what you would do. I'm from Missouri, but I'll be in Austin, Texas the first two months of December or, excuse me, first two months of 2021 to clear my head. I just need some help, man. Yee Yee, your friend, JR. Dude, I don't, I, it's like, hashtag not sure if serious here. I don't know if you're serious. Um, they're suing you for $36,000 because you didn't play a song from start to finish that is, man, I think you're messing with me, right? Like you're either messing with me or you're either messing with me, which I hope you're not, or dude, you got to get your ducks in a row because that is the weirdest thing. That's I've never heard anything like that. It's the weirdest thing. Um, so I will, I will address it uh, like you're being serious. And I would say, I hope you have a good attorney and That number, that's way uh, out of the out of the league of any number that it should be. If if a lawsuit, I've never heard of a lawsuit um, for anyone that's not playing a a complete song. I've never heard of that. Uh, Usually, that kind of thing it does happen. Like venues getting mad that you didn't finish a set, or you didn't say that you're supposed to go till, supposed to play till midnight, and you stopped at eleven thirty, and so they want they want to be compensated for the 30 minutes because the reason they would do that is because people could start leaving and not consuming alcohol for that 1130 midnight. they needed you to play music because in their mind, now the the crowd's going to leave because the band's done and they're out this money for not selling alcohol. And I'm assuming if you're serious, that's what the venue is saying, but this doesn't make sense because you're talking about one song. You're not saying you quit 30 minutes early. Um, So what I'm trying to say is usually that could be resolved uh, in the settle up at the end of the night when the venue's mad and they say, man, you quit 30 minutes early. And if you did and you messed up and it's in the contract, then you would take out a percentage of your pay. uh, You know, you take that slice of the pie, that percentage of the time that you didn't play versus the time you were supposed to play. And you add up that money. And I can't imagine, unless, you, unless you're, unless I've never heard of you, but you're making millions of dollars per show. And each song for you is worth $36,000. Um, then I can't see any other reason for that. I will say this. Just make sure from now on, every musician listening, no matter how big or how small you are, get things in writing. And a lot of venues don't like to sign things, just hound them, hound them about it. Get them, get their name to, you know, their signature on a document that just says, my name is Granger and I'm playing at your venue on this night. And I'm going to play from nine o'clock until 1130. And you are going to pay me $500 flat versus 80% of a $5 ticket. After $800 expenses to you to pay for security and what, you know, it's like, that's, that's the kind of, uh, a typical, uh, contract. It's a guarantee versus a door deal and you get a percentage of that door deal. You guys write back in, if you want to know more about this topic, uh, write back in, if you want to, if you want me to go through the, an actual venue contract or something like that, if you're curious, uh, but, but early musicians just get it in writing even if you don't even worry about the door deal. And a kind of deal is I get $0 guaranteed versus 100% of the door. So you're going to get everything that comes in the door. But if no one comes, they don't owe you anything. That is an option. I have done that many times in my in my previous uh, music world. So get things in writing. And get their signature on it. That way you're fine. You could, you know, you take that to court and you go, they're suing me for 36000 bucks." But look, it says right here that all I had to do was play from 930 to 1130, which I did. And he was going to pay me this amount of money. It says nothing about completing a specific song from start to finish. You said, despite the fact that I thought everyone was properly entertained, that's not that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what's on paper, what's on contract. So, um, if if you're truly in this kind of pickle, and it's really got you down because you truly are being sued for thirty six thousand dollars, go to court. I mean, what judge is going to grant them that? Just go to court. Just go to court and go. Listen. uh, this is this is my story. I thought they were entertained. And here, this is, yeah, no no judge is going to go, 36,000, boom, here you go. Appreciate you writing, buddy. If any other musicians out there uh, hear this and have questions about contracts, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Next question is from Ricky from Kansas. Shout out to Kansas. It says, hey, Granger, I lost my job of six years right after Christmas. This is one of the best jobs I've ever had to support my family. I'm married and have two kids. My wife and I talked about me switching jobs since it was an hour drive to work with 12-hour shifts and then an hour drive home. I would like to know if you have any advice on how to get myself into the mindset of a new start. I watch you and Lunkers TV all the time, and I've watched you guys grow through adversity. And I just want you to know, I want to know how you dealt with it. I love the channels and the podcast. The content is great. Thank you for any words of encouragement that could help me. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for, for writing in i got a couple observations here. You said you lost your job. It's one of the best jobs you ever had. But you said my wife and I had talked about me switching jobs since it was an hour commute, work 12-hour shift, and an hour home. That's 14 hours. I'm pretty good at math, and I just added that up right there without even using the calculator. So, hey, it's not all bad, Right. It sucks that you lost a good job, but you were thinking about changing anyway. So, that's not all bad. We got on these on these questions, we got we always got to look at the blessings here, you know? Let's always focus on the good. Let's always focus on the blessing and and be grateful and thankful for the good in everything because there's always good. There's not always not everything is good. But there is always good in everything. You could find it. You just have to open your eyes and see that. And that's a muscle memory challenge for all of us to go, I'm going to focus on what I can control right here now in this moment, right? So I'm going to look at at this and go, well, dude, it's a little bit of a blessing because you were kind of thinking about changing. Your question is, how do I get myself into the mindset of a new start? First thing is, and you you sent this email January fourth. Okay, so we're still in the same month here. So you got to get you got to get a money maker. You got to get a job to make some money right now. When this happened to me one time, I lost a job and needed money to to pay the rent that was due that month because I just, I hadn't saved. You know, this was years ago. I hadn't saved and I was single. I didn't have enough money to pay the rent at the end of that month. So I had to do something right now. So I had a lawnmower and I had a weed eater and I had a can of gasoline. And I started going door to door saying, I'll mow your grass for 20 bucks. And I was undercutting <laughs> every lawn service by doing that. Uh, but a lot of people are like 20 bucks. Seriously, that's it? It's like, yep and i'm thinking i could do it in i could do it in 30 minutes little little lawns i could do it in 30 minutes and then i could do that way i could do 40 bucks an hour and if i worked you know 6 yards in a day and worked 4 days a week i'm going to be doing okay so that was that was the beginning of that mindset of how to start over Right. Is you got to pay bills right now. So it's amazing when I started mowing the lawn, all these yards, the opportunities that that brought the people I met during these mowing people's grass. I remember uh, there was like Montgomery Gentry. Remember the, the, the country duo? Uh, Troy Gentry. who actually ended up passing away in a helicopter crash. I met him. Years ago, this was, this was in Nashville, I met him because I went to his house, I didn't know he lived there, and I knocked on the door, To and his wife answered, and I asked her to if I could mow the grass, and she said yes. I ended up meeting him, and then I met Keith Urban's drummer. I was literally driving down neighborhoods and just putting flyers out, and people were calling me, and I ended up making all these connections just because I was mowing grass. Connections that have lasted, you know, 20 years. Since then, so there's a great way to get into a mindset by just saying, I'm going to get out right now and make some money. The second thing I would do is make sure you're getting up early before that your new job and spending a couple hours without distractions, without social media, without, except for Mondays when you need to listen to this podcast, without family distractions and social distractions, get up early and spend some time with yourself. Do some reading. There's a lot of great self-help books. You know, find a good one. Take some notes. Write a journal. What do you want to do? What? Who do you want to be? Who? Who? How do you become the best version of yourself? You're not going to figure that out during a busy day. Boom, 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 boom. You're going to figure that out before the sun comes up with a a cup of hot black coffee sitting in your chair with your notebook and your book. And you're like, I'm, I'm going to be the best version of myself starting today, right here when this alarm goes off. I don't have to go to work till 7.30. So I'm going to get up at 5.30. And that's two hours of me time figuring out my next move. What am I passionate about? What, what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a top 10 list on this, this notepad right here. Top 10 list of jobs I want right now. And then you're going to go through every day and that's your power list. And every morning when you get up and you get your coffee and you sit there at that table and you look at the list and you go, all right, I called number one and that lead is not happening. So I'm going to number two and this is a good one. And the way I'm going to get to number two is I'm going to email this person or I'm going to go in person and talk to this guy or my buddy is in this. And I'm going to talk to him about how to get to his boss. And you're going to attack this with aggression, like I'm attacking this new life of mine. I'm going after this like it's a, like it, like I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. Like I'm Tom Brady trying to win the Super Bowl. I'm going after this, and you do that every morning, and the next morning, and the next morning, the next morning, and six months go down right, and you're going to email this podcast and go, dude, after six months of doing this, guess what my new story is? It takes discipline. But uh, Ricky, that's my suggestion, man. Make money first and, and start getting up early. Plan this out. Attack this with aggression. It's a great question. Let's see, I got time for another one. Let's do another one here. The subject line on this one says, Dilemma, help, what would you do? I'm ready. I'm ready for you. It says, Hey, Granger, my name's Kayla. I'm in my 30s, married with two kids. I've recently been hit with a dilemma. We as a family have been praying about it, but we just aren't sure what to do or what would be best. So I thought I would reach out and get your thoughts. Man, the pressure's on. Uh, She says, The place we're living now is in South Carolina. It's going up for sale. We currently rent it. We don't want to buy it because... It isn't a house we want to put our money into. Basically, it just meets our needs for renting, but not something we would want to buy. Here's our dilemma we're originally from Ohio. Funny that I misspoke Ohio earlier and all of our family lives in Ohio. Still, we moved to South Carolina for a job opportunity for my husband almost five years ago now, but we miss our family, friends, and just being around people we know and people that can help us with our children. If the needs arise, that being said, we're in a transition stage. My parents have offered us land back in Ohio to come home and build a house on, which is amazing but we would be leaving a very good job for my husband here in South Carolina, and I'd have to find a job for him and myself back in Ohio. Right now, right now, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So my question is, what would you do? Given the state that our country's in, with COVID and all, and the hiring freezes and hard to find a job, would you, A, stay in South Carolina with the established, well-paid job, away from family, and look for a house to buy here? Or, B, move back to Ohio build a house on free and cleared land and be by our family, but have to essentially start over with a new job for my husband. And I would possibly have to get a job as well, which I'm not opposed to because one child is already in school age. I'm stuck because I know the times we're in and a well-paying job with security is hard to come by, but we miss our family so much. And we would love to buy a house. And while our house is being built, We could just live with our parents in the extra space. I don't know. We're just praying for the Lord's will for him to show us the path to take. But I figured more options couldn't hurt. What would you do? It says, thank you for taking the time to read and respond. Have a blessed day, Kayla. That is crazy how similar that is to the earlier question. And it's crazy that this is South Carolina going back to Ohio. And the first question was Florida going to Wisconsin. And it just so happens to be on the same podcast episode. I'm going to approach this differently than I did with the Florida question. Um, and I'm going to kind of start from scratch in my head, even though I think the end result is probably similar. In fact, Kayla, you have a little bit of a better situation than the Florida question, because the Florida question didn't have land ready to be built on. that was free and clear of payments. But both of you have good jobs and this dilemma comes up. You are in a time constraint because the house you're living in, uh, you're having to leave because the the landlord is selling. I would, you're asking what I would do. I would rent again in South Carolina, a short-term lease. You could even do an extended stay hotel The reason I say this, because you're talking about your kids, you have two kids and you're a stay-at-home mom and you're going to have to pluck them out of school and take them to Ohio with no job right now. I would get an extended stay or a, like a six month lease in something and then be job hunting like crazy in Ohio. Um, Maybe, maybe you and your husband are going to have to spend a little time apart. Like maybe, maybe he's going to have to go and and do some in-person interviews and you're going to have to stay in your extended stay in uh, South Carolina. Uh, and it's, it's not going to be easy. This is going to take a sacrifice. Any, any kind of big move with a big payout like this, payoff, is going to require sacrifice. Life is about sacrifice. So this is not, there's no easy answer, which is why you're your subject says, dilemma, help, what would you do? So there's no easy way out of this. Um, but everything is a sacrifice. Even love is a sacrifice, right? Like everything requires um, a little out of the ordinary effort. Like in the last question, dude, you got to get up a little earlier. That's a sacrifice. So you guys are going to, it sounds like you're going to have to spend some time apart. Maybe he's going to have to go uh, like on Monday through Friday and job hunt, interview, 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 fly back for the weekends to be with you and the kids or vice versa. And then the whole house thing, you're going to have to figure out like me and Amber right now are living in a, in an RV in our barn. And that's a sacrifice for us. We're building a house on this property and that's a sacrifice we chose instead of either buying a house that's completely built or renting while we're building, or renting another house. We decided to make the sacrifice to save money and stay in an RV on the property and look at it like it was an adventure. So you could do that. You could you're, say your husband gets a job tomorrow that's really good in Ohio that's an equal kind of job. Which you could you could even get a lesser paying job because now you're going into a free and clear house. But you could get an RV and put this on the land and live in the RV while you're building or like you said, you could live with your parents, and they've even offered you to come and stay in their house while, while you're building. That's a really good deal. So, um, yeah, that's that's my answer. The, the answer is not stay in South Carolina forever. That's not what my answer is. Uh, my answer is stay in South Carolina right now. I would say look at it as a six six-month window you're going to stay here for six months and you might extend it to another six months. So this might take up all of 2021, but you're, you're hardcore looking. And in the meantime, your husband's still keeping his job in South Carolina. So he's making that paycheck. You got the benefits, your lifestyle is not going to change, even though you're, you should be throwing a little extra money in the in the savings account every month now uh, for this house build. And you, other than that, your lifestyle is not changing that much. So You're just hounding the job market in Ohio, looking, looking, looking. And then once you lock something down and it feels good, then you make the full commitment to move the whole family. That way, um, you're going to be safe with everything you said about the state of the world and the job market and all that. You're you're still safe. Because the worst case scenario on this is you're living in a six-month lease that you extend to a year and that extends to a year and a half. It's not a bad thing. A year and a half in in the grand scheme of things, is not that big a deal to this plan that you're eventually going to live on your, on this land, um, in beautiful Ohio. So yeah, different answer than I gave the first time, but a similar result. The end result is you're going to be in a, in a place where your heart is happy. And that doesn't mean the good pay and secure job that doesn't make your heart happy. that just makes you feel safe for now, but you're going to have that longing and you're going to have, like I said, in the first question, a little, you're going to have this regret if you don't do this. Like, like what if your parents, you say no and they offer it to someone else and then someone builds a, a, a beautiful house there. How long would you live with that regret of gosh, what? I remember 10 years ago, my parents offered that land and we said no. And we stayed here. And now my husband's even switched jobs since then, South Carolina. Our our kids are now graduated from high school. They're out of the house. And here we are and we don't have Ohio. That's my thought. I got to say, that's what I think. And, um, but great question. And thank all you guys for, for emailing. And if you if you have anything, as you could see, these subject matters are kind of all over the place. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. and uh, I'll get to it. Love y'all. Yee.
0: treat, cure, or prevent any disease.